Hey, how's it going, Champagne Sharks? Hope everyone's doing well. Just wanted to uh, do some quick house cleaning, let people know. Go to ChampagneSharks.com and you get access to all the links related to Champagne Sharks. You can go there and find it all. And you can find where we are on social media, our products, all that stuff. Also, Patreon benefits, which includes Discord server, book club night, movie night discussions, show notes, newsletter, and most importantly, bonus episodes. So definitely become a patron for $5 a month at patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks. And without further ado, here is the episode. Take care. Hey, what's going on, champagne sharks? Here with Kenny. What is your Twitter right now? Because people keep asking me and I forget. Oh, um, shit, really? It's, My, yeah, people keep asking me. I know it's Victory Slap, but there's numbers. Victory Slap 4700. Okay, yeah, Victory Slap 4700. We have a bunch of topics. And I feel like, you know, we've had like episodes on single topics. I just did one about American fiction with like a bunch of academics and creators and stuff. And I feel like we're overdue for just a regular state of the internet. Uh, I think we start calling these the state of the internet or the state of media. Or something i haven't figured out the name media. yeah yeah because there's like various things happening where none of them are quite enough to justify a whole show but it's like i want to talk talk about them and one thing that we were talking about today and there's a couple of things but i figured this is a good place to start as any jj reddick doc rivers this one <laughs> this one is a, is a sports one but i don't think you have to follow sports to get the significance of it because i think the commentary that it's giving i think applies to so many things right now like this constant air of trolling of constant hot takes twitter I mean, twitter is full of hot takes in general social media is full of hot takes and it's like everyone's always having a take hot takes off. got a guy elected president yeah but you really think about it but it's like even his hot takes i assume you mean trump right mm -hmm. but even trump's trump's hot takes no i take it back his hot takes are aren't that hot like he's kind of clownish but he'll say things okay let me specify what i think a hot take is because we have to make sure we're all talking the same definition i feel like what hot takes have become has become this competition in doing reaches and trump's takes are incendiary but, but they're, they're not just, necessarily not true they're not necessarily not true and they're not necessarily reaches they're just garden variety reactionary yeah, stuff yeah yeah you know you know so it's like basically immigrants are invading and america needs to be great again and basically by implication right. he, mean, he means white again like right, you know yeah. it's it's very controversial he's making he's making the block hot but perfect example of a hot take is something i saw today when someone said i know you guys are gonna hate me but <laughs> yeah exactly larry, larry bird is better than damian lillard what like duh <laughs> yeah yeah that's like engagement farming you know what i'm saying yeah. like we already know that you know yeah it's, it's like farming for the outrage like like there, there was one there was one tweet i saw where somebody was like this is a picture of the my Lai massacre in Vietnam. This mother is having her shirt. Her mother is having her shirt rebuttoned by her teenage daughters after a bunch of American GIs just finished raping the mother. This family was killed five minutes after this picture was taken by U.S. soldiers. Never forget the My Lai massacre, and it's a really sad picture. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, man, that was really fucked me up. You know, I was like, man, I just, I just never knew. I, I never knew about the My Lai massacre. I've seen like in some documentaries and movies they had uh killing villagers and setting things on fire and all this stuff. But that story, the picture was very yeah, like poignant. The, killing, the killing fields, the movie The Killing Fields. Yeah, yeah. I knew that stuff happened, but I just seeing that mother and daughter and the family and finding out they just got killed right after, I was like, right. man, that's really fucked up. And I made the mistake of looking like, 
what are people saying about this? You should, you should oh, that's, a, that's the worst thing you could do. Worst thing you could do, right? So uh, if someone sent that to me, I'm like, oh, that's messed up. And I, and I click in the first quote tweet I see, it goes, Hollywood doesn't tell you about how this happened. And first of all, I'm like, wait, how did you go from Hollywood? We're talking about real life. Right. Why did you make it a rant about Hollywood? <laughs> like, th- there's this kind of thing where everything is flattened to the same importance. Why are we depending on Hollywood to do important things for us? Like, people always uh, ask, like, why are the athletes not doing this or whatever? So it's like, so you really lost me with the, with the Hollywood thing. Like, Hollywood won't tell you about stuff like this. But also, uh, actually, you know what? I don't want to. I don't want to um, get it wrong. Let me get it. Let me get it exactly right because it was so hot takey. It's like poker, where it's like, I'll see your. I'll you're you're my line masker, and here's my Nike to pay Chinese workers more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like you know, I, I I see your thing, and I'm gonna raise, and uh, then somebody eventually just goes all in and just mm-hmm. uh, brings us the thing, and it's like a competition. It's like people are like, okay, this guy's gonna get all the clout and reach. I was just gonna this. say, it's who who's gonna get the most retweets? Yeah, I've gotta raise the stakes on this. I gotta get this right because I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it justice. I want it exactly. Exactly as it appears, so people don't say that I'm paraphrasing for drama. Okay, so I found the tweet. Now I gotta find. And you know, to be fair, a good amount of people just said things like, uh, I never knew this. This was fucked up, and you know, stuff like that. And you know, I'm 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 with that because I felt the same yeah. way, you know, yeah. and I was like, I actually want to read more about this and everything. On that situation, right. And it's so weird now because if a tweet goes viral, then people will start putting their own shit in there. You're like, this ain't got nothing to do with nothing. Yeah, that, that's exactly like like what I mean. Like it was um they started it started out good and people just kept moving it to more and more atrocities. And what it, what that ends up doing is it kind of waters down the atrocities because people just keep mm-hmm. adding more stuff to it and it's like nothing can just sit eventually it becomes something that has nothing to do with that yeah yeah and it makes you kind of numb to everything because you can't marinate in anything everything is just constantly being being one up okay here we go so the original tweet was from a site called morbid knowledge Mm, yeah and it says a a vietnamese teenager buttons up her mother's blouse after she was sexually assaulted by american gis they were gunned down moments after this photo was taken my life massacre vietnam 16th of March 1968. So it wasn't an anniversary, but, um, you know, they tweeted it. I think a lot of people took the photo and they retweeted it with their own caption to get their own cloud. I think that's why I had trouble finding it. Um, yeah. But anyway, this guy retweets it and he's got a Palestinian flag and some other flag in his profile. And he seems uh, pretty much like an online activist. And he's like, what Hollywood doesn't tell you about Vietnam is girls as young as six were formerly quote unquote hired by the U.S. Army for quote unquote sex work. These girls were raped and gang raped. The U.S. murdered two million civilians in Vietnam. The depravity of Zionism is patterned after Western imperialism. And I'm like, okay, I'm not saying anything here is particularly wrong but it's like why can't we just sit with this story you have to bring it up like okay this mother was raped in front of her teenage daughters the whole family was massacred okay we already know just from that how fucked up america was or whatever but now you're bringing up these six-year-old girls who were hired two million people killed and also this relates to zionism and now we're going to talk about it's like okay what are we going to focus on right now and i feel like this is why nothing gets done because it's always this competition 
Nolan to bring up and tie in as many tragedies as possible. And I'm sure if you check for a retweet of that one, somebody probably added some stuff onto uh, that. Someone's like, little do people know, Hitler modeled Third Reich's um, genocidal things after the racist South, you know, which again is uh, true, but it's going to be one more thing. People are going to bring it to Hitler, then people are going to bring it to something else, and they'll mention the South Africa. People will quote you that and say, people don't realize that the first concentration camps were the Boers in uh, Africa and, right. uh, and the British. So don't let the West tell you that, you know, the Nazis had some kind of monopoly on concentration camps and whatever, you know. So it's like somebody retweeted him and says, the depravity of Zionism is exactly Western imperialism, particularly U.S. slash Brit imperialism. Zionism is a project of British imperialism to create a forward base to control shipping lanes, later oil, taken over by U.S. imperialism when it became hegemon post-World War II. So, uh, and then he puts a picture that has a Jewish flag, the, a Jewish star of David merged with the Nazi swastika, and it says Zionism, a yeah. racist, anti-Semitic, and reactionary tool of imperialism. I'm like, well, I'm like, wait, so... You, you just hijacked you, the whole thread. Yeah, yeah. And and now you're talking about uh, British and U.S. colonialism to get shipping lanes of oil. And it's like, <laughs> we're not even talking about Vietnam or the woman who was raped or the, the family that died or anything. Like, like y'all have taken it out of v, out of Asia altogether. Yeah, they're not even in Asia anymore. And you know, that's the, you know, the thing about it, is the reason why people do that is because really at the end of the day, the main topic they don't really give a fuck about, they just want to be able to give, get their little shit off because everybody, you know, that's the popular thing on online right now is to talk about Zionism and colonialism and everybody's a fucking historian and a sociologist right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like we like we said before, <laughs> during COVID, everybody was an immunologist. Yeah. Now, now everybody's a goddamn sociologist. Everybody's a historian. You know what I'm saying? They're all choosing sides. Uh, somebody somebody retweeted and said, waiting for some Asian wife guy to tell Vietnamese to get over it. So this person's, their big beef is white guys who marry Asian women. So yeah, now we're on something else now. <laughs> yeah. So so basically, he's like, okay, some family was um, massacred because of uh, imperialism and and um, and the Cold War and you know all this fucked up shit. And you you brought it over to being mad that white guys date Asian <laughs> women. And it's like you might have something very valid to say about it, but it didn't have to be here. And I just feel like in general, no one can stay focused on anything. Even when you see like these student activists now or these uh, kind of Tumblr type people, like especially the black ones. Yeah. Something will happen to a black person. Like a black person was shot on campus by a campus police. And then they'll go and protest on the campus. Then they'll go to some kind of tribunal being held on the campus about this thing. And they'll be like, we need to stop having black and brown. And say, wait, 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 brown? Where'd that come there from? No, and, there ain't no brown people here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And 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 poor and poor white people. And it's like, it's like oh, wait a minute. Like, like, what are you talking about? And uh, people around the world... Uh, who are the victims of police states like in Palestine and in... Um, Man, they just in, start doing one-size-fits-all activism. Yeah, and in Hong Kong and also <laughs> our, our, our queer brothers and sisters. It's like... <laughs> You just made this about 12 different things. That's exactly what they do. That's Always, exactly what they do. Like, nothing's going to get done. Like, nope. 
just focus on yourself because what right it, now. it makes you it makes you makes you it makes you kind of think that these people are really sent there to do this because it all it does is cause a, a, a you know any type of um, just everybody's in disarray with these conversations after a while and so you have yeah. to ask yourself like okay there is no way that you thought anything was going to get done by having this long drawn out conversation about all these different things instead of focusing on the one the mission at hand the person got shot by a campus security guard they're dead why are you talking about Palestine mm-hmm. one has nothing to do with the other right <clears throat> there's a time and place for all of these conversations but and we've seen that happen during Black Lives Matter you know what I'm saying it went from talking about black men and women being killed by police to motherfuckers talking about you just don't want black women to get no money you know oh what yeah saying? yeah what? no we want to know where the money went because when a shooting does happen we want to be able to have the resources to be able to do something about it and you yeah. turn that into we just don't want black women to have money okay or or I remember when Darren Seals was complaining about D-Ray and it, it became you're just mad that he's gay <laughs> Exactly. That, was that people that people said and a lot of people like and that's funny because D-Ray's kind of like a laughing stock you know oh but, yeah and now that Darren Seals is dead people have nothing nice say things to say about him you know it's like as okay, time well, goes on as time goes on and time goes on and time goes on because we're roughly almost 10 years yeah since Ferguson I believe it was more than 10 years I think it was in 2012 right oh god it was, was it it's I crazy believe Ferguson was 2012 so we're almost 20 years 15 to 20 years in and I think that a lot of people know <clears throat> Eventually, people will move on. People will forget. We'll get away with this. And they did. We'll get away with it. And the next time, we'll just have to be a little more craftier of how we're going to get away with it because we know, just as sure as I'm sitting here, something's going to happen. Something's going to happen that's going to captivate the nation. It's going to involve a black person or it might involve a woman or whatever. Something's going to happen. And we're going to see how they pivot this time because they pretty much, they drained the well. Yep. I mean, they drained the well dry. You know what I'm saying? Towards at this point, nobody really cares about what they talk about no matter what they say nobody cares yeah competitive takes are just like out of control it just leads to um if you try to do everything for everybody you're just gonna do nothing for for nobody because right. you know it's just uh you're casting your wet your net too wide you know what i mean right and, right and like now all types of weird cross pollinations are happening like freaking now tiffany haddish is flying over to palestine like, like girl what are you gonna do there like what like what, like what? oh you didn't notice uh she, she's apparently jewish which i didn't know so she's flying to israel slash palestine to see for herself what's going on you already know what's going on you big dummy yeah okay what do you think she's gonna she wants some attention that's all yeah basically what are you gonna go over there and do there's a war going on so what are you gonna do like how did the how did the united states military government allow her to do that or is this just a play is this just a play you know what i'm saying how is she jewish what what oh yeah she's african is she like somalian or something like that well they do have like uh, east african Jews, like I know, I know it's Ethiopian. I think it's Eritrean Jews. or Ethiopian or something like that. Yeah, yeah, maybe she's. I mean, I, I have no, I have no idea. I'm kind of afraid to to know. You even try to figure it out, huh? Yeah, it's, but to go back to what you was saying uh-huh. with JJ Reddit. <clears throat> oh yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, because because we're talking about takes and these are sports takes, just more of the uh, competitive takeoffs that are that are happening. I, I think a true hot take has to get increasingly ridiculous. It's like the game of telephone. When yes. when you're playing the game of telephone and you're whispering across the room <laughs> and by the time it gets back around, uh, a true hot take is like like you just keep upping the ante and moving the goalposts and changing the topic until you're just talking about something totally. And sports is full of it, too. Sports has. It didn't used to be that way. 
way. Yeah. It didn't used to be that way. But I'll say this. When it comes to the NBA, the NBA is the only sport that invested in trolling yep. because the NBA is the only sport that really does pay attention to what fans are saying on social media. So when you start, when I started seeing it happen with the media and I heard J.J. Reddick, J.J. Reddick is the one that said it, that said Bob Cousy played against plumbers. Bob Cousy played for the Celtics back in the 1950s, 1960s. And he said Bob Cousy played against plumbers. Like saying that is a hot take because Bob Cousy didn't play against plumbers. But first of all, there's no such thing as a plumber playing professional sports. Now, did some professional athletes back then have to get off-season jobs? Yeah, because they weren't making $200 million a year. That didn't mean that they were less of an athlete than these motherfuckers today that are making $200 million because these motherfuckers today can't even play 82 games. They're talking about shortening the season to 65 games because these lazy bastards don't want to play. So at the end of the day, I mean, mm -hmm. like, there's no such... If we want to talk about plumbers, then we got plumbers today. And and something else, too, that they don't realize is that like people act as if there was not the same sports doctors and medicines and conditioning and nutritionists and all the stuff they had back then. Like I was watching an old NBA uh, all-star game. Cause if you look on, um, if you look on uh, YouTube, YouTube, yeah, they have those old games in their entirety, including the, oh, commer- yeah. commercials. Including the commercials. Yeah. Yeah. So I like watching old uh, NCAA games. I like watching. Oh old, yeah. Um, they have old I, NFL games on there. Yeah. I have old NFL games and I just sit through them. I watch everything commercials and all. Yeah. And we see the old NBA all-star game. They had like folding chairs that you have at like a cookout. Oh yeah. (laughs) It wasn't it wasn't today's uh NBA like the the money was not there there were tons of empty seats you know, you know it's crazy to me like right now the NBA All-Star is like a celebrity event yeah, this thing yeah. was just full of like regular people like people who looked like Archie Bunker oh, yeah. and his wife you yeah know, you those just, were the cheap you know back in those days getting a ticket to the All-Star game was a cheap ticket yeah. the expensive ticket was going to the home games you know what I'm yeah. saying that was expensive these are cheap cuz it's an exhibition game it's like going to see the Harlem Globetrotters but <clears throat> like you were saying i mean the, put, put it this way and i think it was rob parker that said this players were the teams were still flying commercial in the 80s yeah they were still flying commercial there were no pl- private jets none yeah, of that it was, it was it was crazy or taking buses you know like and i can understand but and this is the thing <clears throat> i don't you know what if they want to have the hot takes and just dis- do the little fake disrespect of the players back in the day fine but you got to acknowledge if it wasn't for those players flying commercial you know if it wasn't for the nba i would say larry bird magic johnson because before that era that the NBA games were on tape delay. I don't know if people know that. N- NBA games were on tape delay in the 70s. The league was cooked. You know what I mean? And <clears throat> a lot of times when you look at, and this is why I always say, I always tell people like, okay, I understand, you know, hot takes in the NBA. I say, you don't get this in the NFL because the NFL really does care about how they're seen yeah. on the outside. They they make sure that every year you're going to hear about Dick Buckus. You're going to hear about Johnny Unitas. You're going to hear about Joe Namath. You're going to hear, you're going to see their names you're gonna see a highlight you're gonna see these things and they used to put on these i think i showed you they put on these like a whole production of the nfl's 75th greatest teams and they had it on fox it was on regular tv the nba don't do that so the nba has has pretty much said fuck our history we don't care you know what i'm saying we only care about what's hot now we're trying to find they still can't find that next jordan like <clears throat> they're still searching for it they tried it with lebron they tried it with kevin durant they keep trying it towards the nfl says the shield is all that matters yeah okay antonio brown you want to be an idiot you'll never play again joe montana you're gonna retire okay cool we're moving on tom brady 
seven Super Bowls. Time to retire? Okay, we're moving on. Now we got this Patrick Mahomes guy. Like, the NFL does not mind moving on. You know what I'm saying? Nope. The NBA will not move on from, I'd say, 1985 up until now. They just won't move on. You know, it's hard for them to move on. It's hard for them to admit that a guy like Wilt Chamberlain is probably the greatest athlete to ever play in the NBA. Yeah. Oh, that's another hot take. But, uh, but actually, you know what? I just realized I forgot to finish my point about the fold <laughs> the folding chairs, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, like, they didn't have the money back then to, to pay the players. The players weren't being paid like they're paid now. Because now players will hire ex-NBA people to help give them extra one-on-one coaching. Like, like, like Hakeem Olajuwon has his own like, little side business of helping big men become better players. And he'll yeah, he worked him. with LeBron for a whole year, like a whole summer. Yeah, and he'll charge him like a bunch of money. Like, like, yeah. like the team itself didn't even have that type of money, much less individual players on top of that and everything. But so basically, you're talking about plumbers and stuff like that. They Those people, they didn't have the strength and conditioning coaches. They didn't have the state-of-the-art facilities, the people dedicated just to planning their meals, um, the huge contracts at stake, but also like those huge contracts. You can do your own spending and everything. And, and they didn't have the, the exercise science or the nutrition science. Like, like people back then were still eating like red meat two oh, times yeah. a day and thinking they were doing something, right? So it's like, do you really think with the way that people worked so hard back then? Because they worked way harder back then. Then. Do you really think if you put them today with today's exercise science and whatever, these so-called plumbers, they wouldn't just adapt and do the same conditioning? Like, like do you both think if you look at somebody from like the 60s, 70s, or 80s and put them in today's NBA, they're not gonna go to the weight room, they're gonna they're gonna smoke, they're, they're not gonna do the nutrition. Like people will adapt, we have adapted and done all the exact they, um, and you gotta remember same, not only would they stuff, have yeah. adapted, even they would not only would they have adapted, they were even trying to do things back then you know i mean you had guys and you gotta remember it's a different game no three-point line like these dudes were hustling they were working they they were balling and that goes for baseball and that goes for the nfl you had to do couldn't even travel no they couldn't no you know what i mean like there was a reason why you know people always said like oh there was only 16 teams back then yeah because you know how hard travel was back then in the 1950s like you can't just travel like today from portland to new york on a regular basis it doesn't work like that i was talking about traveling with the basketball Oh, like, oh, like, even like, that chopper. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like, like they'd call you every. They would literally call. They, not only that, they would call palm in the ball. So a yeah. lot of the crossovers you see, like you know, people talk about how oh, this player he can he got handles. Whether it's uh, Kyrie Irving or Steph Curry, whatever they would call carry palm in the ball. Yeah, you weren't allowed to palm the ball. Your your hand had to be on, on the top of the ball. You know that was a they were a stickler on that in the NBA back in the day. But I mean, I think a lot of times it's a generational thing, and I think a lot of people in today's NBA fans, they don't want their generation to look soft, so yeah. they have to talk bad about the past generation compared to, I was young, I was reading books about Will Chamberlain, because I, all I knew was Will Chamberlain scored 100 points. You yeah. know, Dave Winfield, Dave Winfield played for the Yankees, played Major League Baseball for like 20 years, but Dave Winfield got drafted by the Minnesota Vikings, he got drafted by the Utah Jazz, he got drafted by, yeah, he got drafted by an NBA team too, I forgot who the NBA team was, but the, he got drafted by the ABA, Utah Jazz. Like, he's one of the greatest athletes of all time. So I looked at these people as their athletes. I don't care what level because I know I can't do what Dave Winfield did. I know I can't do what Will Chamberlain did. Not just because of the height but because of his athletic ability. Akeem Olajuwon, 
one. They say Hakeem Olajuwon, he's one of the only players in NBA history that even if he was 6'3", he could have played in the NBA because mm-hmm. he was such a great athlete. He was a yeah. great soccer player. Like, But then look at Gilbert Are- Arenas trying to clown him. Exactly. Yeah, it's like the exactly. hot takes are just ridiculous. But there's such a reward for it. Like when I see all these people doing the, I call it three laughing emoji Twitter. Like, like yeah. people just put three <laughs> laughing emojis, yep. whatever corny <laughs> shit's going on. Like he'll be saying his ridiculous, disrespectful shit and then people be like, oh, he's so crazy and whatever. And it's like, why are we rewarding people this idiotic? Like Bad behavior, yeah. You're rewarding bad behavior. Yeah, and it's like that trickle up immaturity I always talk about. Like yeah. the fans act a certain way and then now you got the ex-players competing. Acting the same immature. exact way, yeah. Yeah, to sound as immature as the fans and these journalists. <laughs> Stephen A. Smith, going back to Will Chamberlain, Stephen A. Smith said that Will Chamberlain was was playing in a league where he's one foot taller than, <laughs> yeah. every, than, than everybody else. So he wasn't one of the best centers in that. Uh, he was just taller than everybody else. That's a hot, now that's a hot take. Yeah, and and Will Chamberlain was insanely athletic. But on top of that, somebody on on YouTube, a regular YouTuber, just did the research and found out that the average height was like just one inch shorter than. Well, today, the, well, the, well he then. also said in that video. I remember because you sent it in the chat. He also showed that the players today are pretty much the same height. We have players yeah. playing center that are six nine. Yeah, exactly. So it's just so, the, it's, the, it's the whole idea of we have to keep pushing today's league even if it means shitting on yesterday. Yeah, and freaking uh, Skip Bayless and uh, Stephen A. Smith are just two hot take machines. Let's see if we could find, let's see if we could find the J.J. Reddick com- complaint. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because a lot of people were acting like he was talking insane. Like, they were acting like he was saying, hey, I think I should be able to pull out my balls even, even, and, put yeah, even, table, and put them on the table. Even Stephen A. Smith, the way he responded, he started talking about, I worked for the whatever newspaper and I work for this newspaper like bro that has nothing to do with what jj reddick is talking about because if your journalism credentials was important to you you wouldn't be saying this hot take shit and that's what he's that's what he is trying to gloss over because he knows he's wrong he's no he knows he's wrong for going on tv daily and taking stuff personal one not giving us any analysis about sports at, i mean i've even seen Stephen a try to talk boxing it's the most laughable shit you've oh, ever yeah. seen in your life it's yeah. horrible he knows nothing about boxing i think that's why he had to get rid of Max Kellerman because Max Kellerman knows boxing. Um, he would run well. circles around him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he and he didn't like that. He's wanted someone to do hot takes, and you know. Yep. But let me play what what you sent. So this is Rob Parker and Chris Broussard talking about. Oh yeah, what what he said, and just the way that they're acting, like he's so. And what they're saying, I'm gonna qualify. It. What they're saying is kind of right, but it's accepting a bad state of things. Like, yeah, you're right that the average fan doesn't want that anymore. But if you if you don't like it, just leave then. Like, yeah. What? And it's like, why do you have to bring yourself down to the lowest common denominator? Like, wh- like there's nothing wrong with saying just because the average person likes this, I don't like that the average person likes this, and right. I want to do uh better. Like, and it's mean about the whole trickle up immaturity thing. It's like chasing clout is its own justification now. It's yeah. like, hey, what do you want me to do? This is what the pe- the people want. But it's like, well, hey, when I was five, I wanted to have candy ten times a day. <laughs> Some- All right, Rob, JJ Reddick in his feelings. 
Uh, yesterday, he ripped Doc Rivers, who he played for. Played for Doc with the L.A. Clippers. Had his some of his best individual season with Doc Rivers uh, with the Clippers. But J.J. said, you know, people have been talking about Doc seems like he's making excuse, you know, or 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 what you might call pre-excuse, right? Where just in case we don't play well, you know, <laughs> setting it up for the excuses. And J.J. went along with it and said he's been watching this trend for years and Doc doesn't take accountability and puts it on players and all that stuff. I mean, he, he went off on him. I don't know he if he unloaded. He unpacked. Yeah, he Doc. really did unload on Doc. And today, that was yesterday. Today, he went back on first take and kind of, I don't want to say defended himself, but maybe expounded on his feelings. And here's what he said. Right? Since when is it players' jobs to educate people on basketball? When did that become a thing? When did that become a thing? Isn't that our job? Isn't that our job? I'll answer. I'll I do answer. that. That is my job. I'm, I'm, That's I'm, my job I'm, to educate I'm, people I'm on letting, basketball. I'm letting you speak, no, and then I'm, I'll I'm, answer. I, I'm, it's our job, Stephen A., to educate mm-hmm. people on basketball. It's okay. our job. And here's the reality. This is the <clears> ecosystem <throat> we live in. I can do a okay. video on my podcast. I can do a video on my podcast where I break down the last nine games the Pelicans have used Zion Williamson as the primary ball handler and what type of actions that has led to. I looked it up this morning. 54,000 views on YouTube. But I want to call it a coach yesterday. Oh, that gets tens of millions of engagements. That's the ecosystem we live in. So do fans actually want to be educated or not? Mm-hmm. Do they? No, J.J. Reddick. What don't you understand? What don't you understand? All that coach speak and all this other stuff. People don't want to hear that. That's what coaches are into, Chris. How many times have we watched Charles Barkley, Chris? He Is he breaking down the game? Never. He don't never even know half the players who the are playing. But that's why they have this horrible type of new fan. Yep. That's the whole problem. That's the point. That's the point. Yep. Yeah. It's 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 crazy because it's like like I was talking to somebody about this where I was saying how like there's all these clips that always go viral of Shaquille O'Neal and Charles Barkley kikiing all the time. And I like some of that stuff. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I like a lot of their banter and their jokes, but sometimes it gets annoying. I'm like, okay, just everything doesn't have to be a moment for Twitter. Like, you know, right. like it doesn't have to be like this all the time. And someone is like, well, yeah, but they're funny. And I'm like, well, okay, yeah, but yeah, they're funny. But why does it have to be like that 24 seven? Like um, something that's, this that really kind of surprised me when I watched some of the all star games of the old ones mm-hmm. and, and and this like blew my mind and actually let me get the exact year because you can go on twitter and find this game if you think i'm lying and it and it blew my mind that i saw this happening i was watching i was watching an all-star game and this year of the all-star game that i was watching had about 40 minutes of dead silence like yeah oh yeah yeah it's just the game you're watching the game yeah like the announcer just stopped talking for i'm exaggerating it had to be a good 40 minutes and i'm like is the audio broken but i heard the the sneaker squeaking i heard all this stuff and there wasn't this need that we gotta fill in the air with uh non-stop chatter like yeah. you know we, we have to have bob cost is giving a stat every 10 seconds <laughs> you know like uh i don't know if you noticed but the last 40 years the lakers have never lost game 
three when down by 20 against a team whose name starts with a C and had a left-handed power forward uh, since 1976. It's like, okay, what the hell are you even talking about? <laughs> right. How is that stat helping uh, anything as far as understanding what is happening in this in this, in this this game? And uh, yeah, but now not only do we have to have talking all the time, but it's got to be like a comedy routine. It's, it's like... <laughs> One of the things that people loved about uh, what they started doing in the, in the NFL is they brought Tony Romo on to do games for CBS. And Tony Romo is really good. Um, Tony Romo can tell the audience to play before it happens. Like, I literally saw him do it multiple times, right? Then the Super Bowl happened, just this past Super Bowl. And Tony Romo fucked up the last play of the Super Bowl by talking too much. There's a reason why he's the color guy. And then you got the guy who does the analysis. The color guy needs to kind of like chill. That's one of the things that made John Madden and Pat Summerall so famous is that Madden knew when to talk and he knew when to just let it go. If you watch, and we were saying earlier, a lot of these games are on YouTube, especially those games, those games that Madden and Summerall did, especially in the 80s, you know, the Redskins against the Giants and the 49ers and the Eagles. And when you watch- By the way, by the way, before I forget, the game I was talking about was a 1969 NBA All-Star game. And you can find it on YouTube on this account called Rich Blackburn. That's all I wanted to say, but please continue. And, and, and not only that, that game is in Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, Baltimore Civic <laughs> Center. The Baltimore Civic Center. Like, Baltimore doesn't even have a team anymore. They were, the, the Bullets were uh, in Baltimore. But, you know, that back in them days, Rochester had a team. Like, real, real steel mill towns. Like, real, Buff- real city. Bu- Buffalo had Buffalo, the, team, the yeah. team that became the Clippers. Yeah, the Buffalo Braves. But when you're watching the NFL, one of the things that people love is that a guy like Tony Romo, a former player, you know, can break down certain things. So you actually know what's happening. The NBA don't do that. And, the NBA, and, the NBA somebody, just and, gives you a lot of, you know. Some of the NFL channels, like, like I think you sent me one where the guy just draws diagrams. Yes. And they're really hard to understand diagrams. Yes. And it's, and it's like, you don't see the NFL just say, well, hey, nobody likes diagrams. So let's just talk <laughs> about uh, Taylor Swift all day. Like, you know, no, like, like no, they the don't media will, um, like if Taylor Swift was dating an NBA guy, NBA would totally play into it in such a hardcore way. Oh, I guarantee you right now, there's some NBA execs, maybe even players and coaches and, and general managers that are pissed off that the NFL keeps learn. The NFL learns how to filter types of people that they let into the league. There's a big deal right now because CJ Stroud was seen coming out of a club with Amber Rose. And I had a conversation with somebody and they were telling me that maybe the his PR team and, you know, the team is in on this. I'm like, no, no, no. In that league, that's not what they want. In that league, they want a Taylor Swift. They want, uh, what's the one brother's name? He played for the Packers. His wife is, um, oh, she's a gym, she's a gymnast. Oh, man, what is her I name? Know, I know who's, uh, uh, I, the, the, Simone Biles? Simone Biles. Yeah. See, they, they that's, the, the NBA is very conservative crazy. when it comes to relationships and who yep. they want in the league and things like that. You know, because the NFL is one of those, one of those leagues where they want to teach you something. You know what I mean? It's, that's what it's there for. You know, back in the day when you watch an NFL game and John Madden gets on the telestrator and he's drawing all these lines and shit and you'd be like, man, what the hell is this? And then he'd explain it. And when he would explain it, you'd be like, oh, that's all that was? You know what I'm saying? But it's just, a, it's that's just the way. And baseball. The most, the most they'll do now is demonstrate a pick and roll. They'll, yes. <laughs> an NBA. Like, like they might get together, walk to the side and you know, Kenny Smith and Shaq might show you how to pick and roll works. But right. even then, they'll have to crack jokes the whole, they're so afraid of not being entertaining for 10 seconds, not cracking jokes in, in the in the NBA or not pandering to like the brain dead 
Twitter fan. Right. And, and with baseball, it's a little different. So when you watch a baseball game, because baseball is a slow sport, no matter how much they've sped it up, it's a slow sport. You'll get like you watch bus, uh, baseball on ESPN. It would be Joe Morgan and Chris Berman. They'd be talking now. Joe Morgan's a Hall of Famer, played for the Reds for years. He's telling stories because baseball is a game that's story based. You know, they in baseball, they ain't going to allow you to, to shit on the history. They're going to tell you about Onus Wagner, who played back in the 1910s. They're going to tell you about Lefty Grove and Three Fingers Brown and all these guys and all these stories because baseball is a sport that's built upon the foundation of what it was of the, the beginning and numbers. Baseball is a nerd sport. You know what I mean? They want to tell yep. you about Ted Ted Williams having the, the, the last 400 um, batting average in ma- Major League Baseball history. And, you know, they, they, they live off that Base, kind of baseball stuff. Baseball is a nerd sport and NBA has become a groupie sport. Yes. Yes. You know, the, the whole sabermetrics thing and all that stuff, like, like baseball fans will get in the weeds. You oh, know yeah. I mean? Like, like the, does basketball have like a Bill James? I'm not even sure. No. Like, 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 no. like if they do, they're not trying to fuck with him. The MLB brought in the biggest nerd to work Absolutely. for a team. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the, the Red Sox Billy brought Bean. in. Yeah, yeah. Billy Bean brought in sabermetrics. Yeah. And then the Red Sox actually hired the original guy. Uh, I think it's Bill James. They, they, yeah. they hired him to, uh, on the staff, you know? And it's like the NBA, they'll actually try to shut down people who are too smart on YouTube. <laughs> like, like, yeah. like, like, remember when RB the breakthrough was giving those really good, uh, thoughtful takes? Um, but, oh, yeah. Um, the, the NBA was trying to shut, shut him down. <laughs> like, they literally did. Yeah. Whereas, uh, MLB will actually like try to hire people like, like that. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy. Like, <laughs> you're making the game too smart. Get out of here. Just... Yeah. They don't, they don't want, they want the, the, the NBA has always been a sport for young people. Like, I'm not even going to make it like it, it's not. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's always been a sport for young folk. But the problem is, is that it's a certain type. It's not a kid's game anymore. You know, back in the day, you would watch, you know, I remember as a kid, I think I was 10, and we went and seen the Dream Team at the Memorial Coliseum because they were doing their exhibition games for the, the Olympics there. So, you know, the kids are there trying to get autographs, but we're kids. Now yeah. they're catering this to like these 25, between 25 and 35 year old trolls that are obsessed with players and not basketball. Yeah. If you're obsessed with basketball, yeah. you still like players but you weren't just like you know these it's, it's almost like the soccer boxing fans from over in the uk with a lot of a lot of uk fans are just really obsessive and you get into a lot of homoerotic stuff yeah with a lot i was gonna say homoerotic <laughs> there's a lot of homoerotic stuff where they're talking about players and their junk and talking i remember i said i don't know if i said this on the show but i sometimes i like to spy on nba twitter people and i noticed that they were having a conversation about how lebron is better than steph curry because steph uh, lebron's got two sons that could probably play in the NF- in the NBA and Steph Curry he don't have no sons and his sperm must not have been strong enough and I, I was like <laughs> what the fuck are you guys doing I was like man you guys are weird like that's just another level of weird but that's what they do you know and and, and it didn't used to be this way you know what I'm saying it didn't, when yeah. we used to have arguments at school about who the best player was I never cared about who Magic Johnson's wife was like that wasn't that wasn't a topic topic of conversation oh here's something else that has driven me crazy about uh, the NBA. I feel like at one point they used to have these things and I believe at one point they were organic where people would say things that accidentally sounded gay mm-hmm. and then once the, those started going viral the people started doing it all the time and it became like very played out but people, yeah. people will still keep sharing it. People were like, yeah, so um, it seems like they could really take the D and it's someone make yeah. a face, take yeah. the D and it's like, yeah, you know, he's really handling those balls really well and like you're going on and on it's like okay everything is the pause game now yeah everything's a pause game and it's like yeah i laughed at 
added that to the first 200 times, I, I saw, like, this, this... It's not funny anymore. It, you know what it kind of reminds me of, like, uh, they had sh- movies like Sharknado that yeah. were bad on purpose or Snakes on a Plane. And I always be like, I don't really like these because part of the best thing about those B movies is somebody's actually trying. It just sucks this bad. Yeah. And they know it sucks. Yeah. But when you're bad on purpose for a laugh, it's not quite the same as somebody doing their best. And it's still. Right. So it's like those old ones used to be funny because the person would seem to not know what they were doing. Or maybe they did, but they played it off like they did it. But now everybody knows, okay, you're trying to make this go viral on, on, uh, Mm -hmm. on, on Twitter, you know, with this fake uh yeah they were they were really uh holding the d and all this stuff it's like okay i get it it's like enough cut cut the shit yeah 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 it's uh but the the take the take machine is out of control like uh, i don't even how do you reel it back in i mean what 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 in the especially with media because i remember when the the, these debate shows first started because that's where a lot of this comes from the debate show like the first one called cold pizza you know those shows were not really popular um it wasn't until they brought Stephen A. Smith on and that's when it became loud and popular. I, You know, when I was growing up, we used to listen to Jim Rome because I knew Jim Rome was going to say a lot of weird, crazy shit. You know, he's the king of takes. You know what I mean? But nobody, everybody knew if you, if you listen to Jim Rome, then, you know, you knew what you were getting and you knew, yeah. this, you, knew you weren't supposed to take him serious, you know? But now that idea of sports analysis has fled, bled into the real media. You know what I'm saying? I don't think they give Jim Rome his flowers. I'm like, he's the one that created this shit. You know what I'm saying? No, it's true. And now you have people on like Chris Broussard, Rob Parker, uh, Stephen A. Smith, Skip Bayless, even former players are coming on and have these weird hot takes. And you're like, wait a minute, bro, you actually played the game. Like, come on, man, you know better. Yeah, some of the LeBron hot takes are like insane. Like, I don't know why all these ex-players come on and they're so invested in becoming like uh, LeBron jock snippers. This is very yeah. weird. Yeah, I don't like, understand what it is. And even, in, in like I told someone earlier, there's even some LeBron slander I don't agree with. Like some of it, I'm like, okay, that's not true. But, yeah. There's so much on the other side. You're like, okay, well, I can't defend him because of all this other shit. It's too much. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just too much going on. Here we go. I want to play more of their, their response. Okay. <laughs> Come on. But they want to hear what Charles has to say right. about the personal. other stuff. Yep. JJ, come on, man. Is this on... That you know what? Break it down on a basketball game. Tell me about the the, the the screen and tell me about that in a game. But that's not what people tune in for. They want people's takes. What what do you think of this? Uh, do- but part of the problem is JJ Reddick knows that they want the takes. That's what he's complaining yeah. about. Like, yeah, that's his whole point. Yeah. So what do you? It's not he's saying, hey, uh, I don't think they want this. I think they want me to teach. Like you're correcting him on something that he knows. He's just saying that it's it's a problem and he doesn't he doesn't like it. So so yeah. this whole answer is kind of annoying me as it is because you're acting like he's dumb when he's saying the exact thing that you're saying. Like like he knows this. He's just saying just because it's just because it's like this, we don't have to play to it. You know what I mean? Right. And- exactly. Did you like the All-Star game? Didn't you like the All-Star game? Not any kind of technical mumbo jumbo. Okay. And look how bad the All-Star game was. It was horrible. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of things. This is something about in life in general that I think people have forgotten. There's a lot of things that were super popular in the short run and killed it in the long run. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if you just think this way, you have no idea. Like, like I'll give you um, an example from a totally left field, right? 
Superman was like a super popular superhero comic, you know, first comic book or whatever. Right. And there was this guy, he was an editor. He was the longest editor of Superman. And he like doubled, triple, quadrupled the sales. And, um, you know, people acted like, oh, his name was Mort Weisinger. And people said this guy is the most influential, whatever, Superman editor was. And he's the one he created. He made anything that worked. He made 20 of them. So yeah. it was because of him that there was Supergirl, Super Monkey, Super Cat, Super Horse. Yeah. These are all things that really happened. And there was 12 Kryptonites. There's this regular Kryptonite. There was green, pink, yellow, blue, whatever. He created all these different storylines and different things that were all just cannibalizing. And everything was like, this is what the kids like. If the kids like this, they found out kids like um, gorillas on the cover. For some reason, the sales went up. They put a gorilla on the cover like every month or whatever and it's like nowadays people complain oh Superman's corny but the irony is I think Superman's kind of corny compared to what he should be because of all the stuff that guy added right because now if you ask people why Superman corny oh yeah Superman's corny he's got a big giant key and he uses to open the door and there's like a, a super horse inside the fortress of solitude and there's like five 500 different super people and like all the stuff he did is like everything that makes Superman still cool that out ways that stuff was there in the first 10 issues from the first two guys that yeah. created it. You don't need anything but what was in the first 10 issues. This guy added a million horrible things that, you know, made it sell. And you, you can see that for like a, a lot of different things like TV shows. You have TV shows where, oh, it was doing really well. Let me just do 50 of them. Like uh, so, something like Power. Like like they made right, so many right, different right. Power There's so many different off. Power books. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you don't really need that many. Like, like just pick one and 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 go with it and what happened is a lot of people stopped watching all of them even all the good, of it yes even the good ones because i heard the yep. canaan one is actually pretty good it's the best one I, and you know what's funny is that i've been watching it for the last three seasons it's really good and when i tried to watch the other ones i was like okay whatever you know what i'm saying this one for whatever reason this one caught my attention I, and i really have no intentions on going and watching the other ones either yeah but a lot of people don't even try the canaan one because they're so burnt out on so right. many powers in general so right right because you told me the canaan one's good i'm gonna go back and look at it now but i never even tried it because i just got so burnt out yeah like, like, many of them yeah within the power cinematic universe same thing with the mcu like they made so many shows and whatever and they probably made a, a good amount of money when they started but now the mcu the things don't sell anymore the, the, uh, what they should have did was what you know what a lot of these people do is instead of perfecting the the original they run through the original to try to get another Another one going and it's like no won't you just get those right yeah get, get that right first let's give the people everything they want they want all these moments let's give them a, a fight with 500 people yeah. on the screen and over like by the time they get to end game that fight with like 500 people on the screen and in the moment a lot of people liked it you were giving the fans everything that they thought they wanted every single person was that was ever in an mcu movie was like on that screen fighting it looked like a giant toy commercial and right. it peaked like how are you gonna peak after that that's that sustainable and i think that's the mistake these guys are making like like yes this is selling now this is working now but you're gonna milk things you're gonna milk things to death by pandering you're gonna lower the quality of the thing and these same people are gonna leave like the kind of people you get from doing that type of stuff they're not very loyal no they're gonna, move on, to, they're gonna move on to the next hot thing the next big thing yeah that's exactly what ends up happening is and we've seen it over and over and over and over again it's like they don't listen to us like yeah. bro the people aren't really feeling it you know what i'm saying you gotta 
you got to perfect this. You got to make it. That's what made The Wire so good. We didn't need a spinoff Wire show about Bodie and the prequel to show what happened to Omar before he became a thief. You know what I'm saying? We didn't need all that. We can use our own imagination to figure out how this person ended up that way. You know what I'm saying? And really, honestly, it didn't really matter. You know what I mean? It didn't matter how they got that way. This is who they are. You know what I mean? And actually, they did a really good job in The Wire because they didn't have to do any prequels or anything because when the series was getting near and it's in, you started seeing how the young kids ended up being just like those other characters. But they were able to merge those two together without even telling you how they ended up that way by pushing these other characters towards that way. But to be fair, The Wire never killed it in the ratings, even at its peak. Right. And I think that helped it maintain some integrity. Like, if it was crushing it and became this huge cash cow, you never know, man. They might have been trying to be like, yo, can you keep this going? That's true. That's true. Five more years. And I think that's, I think it's very hard to turn down all that money because I think The Sopranos did an okay job at it. But even The Sopranos, I think David Chase said they made him keep a couple of extra seasons he didn't want to do just because they were like, please don't don't end it now. And he had to kind of fight to finally end it. Like HBO was was willing to just keep backing up the money truck to his house. The Sopranos had the really big, big ratings. And I think that that, that's what makes it tough. When you see something that's making a lot of money now and it looks like an easy way to make a buck to kind of hold your integrity and just be like, look, uh, we're going to make more money in the short run, but we're going to kill the golden goose if we cash in, cash in like that. Like a lot of people don't really have that ability to kind of resist that temptation anymore. But uh, in the NBA, nobody even cares anymore. Everyone is everyone is into the hype themselves. The the the, the journalists they they all tweet and fight with each other. Like, they do. They're all the same as the fans. They argue. The, the players argue with the fans. They literally argue with the fans. Yeah. Yeah. The journalists get into it with the players, and they have public beef. So like, there's there's no adults in the room <laughs> when, no. when it comes to uh, the the NBA. Like the older people are following the tone set by the younger people, and it's like everybody's so afraid to be uncool because like, basically what to me what they're complaining about is yeah he's not like a nerd nobody wants to be uncool and i just don't understand like uh one thing i know is people say a lot and they get on us for this too uh people will start disclaimers and i used to start disclaimers like this too sometimes when i talked i'd be like uh i don't like an old man on the lawn but when i think about it my father and his father they never ever said that i don't want right. to sound like right the old guy because that was their now job you, now you're getting shamed for being older <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but, but for playing your role, like that's what yeah. old people do. For, since the beginning of time, old people, well, young people, what they're doing wrong, like that's their function in the society. It, without that, what, what, what really good are they? If I mean, old people, they can't lift stuff like they used to do when they were young. They can't uh, work as hard. They can't stay awake as as long. You know, the only thing an old person has to contribute is experience and advice and helping you avoid mistakes. And once right. we we shame that, like like. Uh, What's the point of an old person? Like just to die? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To 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 die, no, and and to give 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 money in a platform. And give money, right, right. Yeah. Uh, hand over your money, hand over your platform, then sh- shut up and die. That, that's right. basically what what it is. And I just find it interesting that people, old people have even been trained now to be ashamed of their function. You know, like uh, like I'm about to have nerve to criticize a young person. Let me preemptively apologize <laughs> for right. for it. You know, like that's what as a young person, it was up to you whether you want to 
listen to that. There are a lot of it things really my is. parents my parents would say where I'd be like, okay, that's out of touch, whatever. But I never thought that wasn't their job. Right. You know, but yeah, but but now like as an old person, you're supposed to compete to show how well you can act young. You know, uh, how good are you at keeping up with the new slang? Um, how good are you at, at tweeting and acting like a juvenile and mixing it up with the fans and using their lingo? Like Yeah, and you don't you don't even care how corny you look doing it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's even and one thing that's that's one thing I, I hated about how hip hop when a lot of people used to get mad at uh like Ice Cube or um other rappers, even they even sometimes they get mad at Jay-Z, you know, they get mad at them because of what they rap about now or what they're doing now. I'm like, Ice Cube was damn near 60 years old. What the fuck do you expect him to be doing? Yeah. Is is Ice Cube really supposed to be out there saying fuck the police at 55 years old or however old he is? You guys don't you guys don't push any other people to do this. But you want Ice Cube to not make movies. First of all, in other words, you don't want him to make any money. So you want him to make you don't want him to make movies like Barbershop and Are We There Yet? Because you can consider that selling out. And then his music that he makes, which he really rarely makes any music anymore anyway, because he's not saying what you want him to say. Now, all of a sudden, he's not worthy of buying his music and all this other kind of stuff. And it's like, well, first of all, you weren't going to buy his music any fucking way. OK, yeah. let's just keep it real. You know, same thing with Jay-Z. I don't Jay-Z's a billionaire. What is he supposed to be rapping about? I don't want to hear I don't want to hear any crack raps from Jay-Z. I'm just keeping it a buck. I don't want to hear him talk about trapping. I don't want to hear that shit. You know what I'm saying? Because it doesn't make sense. Now, and this is a new thing. It seemed like in the last 15, 20 years, it's not cool to get old. Like, everybody's in a rush to die. Like, what in the hell happened? But the no, thing I, think was- I, I think it's the opposite. Everybody's not in a rush to die, so everyone's just trying to stay young. They stay, stay young. Stay- well, well, I shouldn't say in a, not a rush to die. Everybody's scared to die. Yeah, you know I, th- I think it's scared to that. die. Yeah, yeah. you know, because if you get older, then there's a certain connotation with that, and it's like you guys know. I, I've worked in high school. I work with kids. I mean, they try to make fun of me being older or whatever. I said, I, and I will tell them straight up. I said, man, let me tell you something. You have no idea what's going to happen between your age at 16, 17, and my age. But put your fucking seatbelt on, motherfucker, because it's coming. The the moment you walk across that stage and graduate, you in the real world with the big dogs and time goes by fast. And I think that's a lot of fans, a lot of NBA fans, they're realizing it and they're having a hard time dealing with the fact that they know for a fact LeBron's going to be out of the league in the next five years. But you know something? I don't really even totally blame the young people because they can't help be young. What? What? Yeah. Young. It's our generation that failed them by not demanding anything from them because we yeah. wanted more to be their friend or be cool and I think Gen X is like one of the most I think Gen X is one of the worst aging generations like they don't know they don't want the responsibility really of being the bad guy and the adult in the room right so they're so happy to pass uh, the mantle to the young people to ask the young people what should we be doing uh, they love right. fake flattering young people they'll be like we done fucked up the world man you know we need y'all to show us what to do and they'll follow the lead and it's not because they really respect the young people that much. It's because they don't want to give up their youth. So they just want to keep doing whatever the new young people are doing so they can, you know, keep the party going. Maybe even date some young women. Maybe still go to parties. Yeah. Maybe do whatever. And they don't want the responsibility of being a mentor or an elder. You know, And, and, like, what, and what comes out of that is like, and, I, and you know... <laughs> 
I see these videos on YouTube now with spawns out of that. The reaction to that is now you get the, <laughs> and I think they're hilarious, but you get these YouTube videos from if you're a certain age, should you be wearing? And they'll have a whole <laughs> bunch of, I'm like, motherfucker, I'm gonna wear the fuck I want to wear. Okay. I'm not, I'm not, first of all, I'm not listening to some white woman about what I should be wearing. That's never happened. Okay. Cause you don't know anything about dressing, but yeah. it's all these different reactions to if you are getting older, then you should be doing this. If you are getting older, you should be doing that. If you're a young person, it's okay to look at an older person as if they don't know anything, which like you were saying, I expect young people to be young people, but you're not young anymore when you're 35. I, I shouldn't be having a conversation. It shouldn't sound like I'm having a conversation with a 17 year old when I'm having a conversation with a person that's damn near my age about the NBA. I shouldn't. And this literally happened today. I shouldn't have to listen to you tell me that Dennis Rodman wouldn't be able to play in the NBA today. And you base that on because they shoot more threes now. Now. Like you, I said this earlier today. I said either you guys don't, I don't think you guys watch basketball, and I think you don't watch it on purpose. Because if you did watch basketball, you wouldn't be allowed, or at least you would feel bad if you watch something and understand something, but then you go to social media and say dumb shit. It'll be like you teaching me math, right? And we go through mathematics every day, and we go through one plus one equals two, two plus two equals four, four plus four equals eight, and we go all the way, and we just keep going on, keep going, and then I go and tell somebody. Man, you know, eight times eight equals 15. And they look at me like, bro, stop. No, no, no. I'm going to show you why eight, eight times eight equals 15. See, because if you did, you like, motherfucker, if you don't get out of my face. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's ridiculous. It's, it, and again, I expect young people to be young. You know what I'm saying? Because I said a lot of dumb shit when I was young. But 25 and 35 and 40 year olds, like, get a grip, dude. Like, stop it. But yeah, I'm, I don't know. I, I think I think our generation really, like, um, I'll see people our age in the media and They'll be talking like, um, yeah, you know, when I was coming up, I didn't understand that what I was doing was wrong. But now I understand. And now I think um, if... Uh, you and this, and this is some kind of crazy take. I'm like, okay, you don't believe that. I refuse right. to believe. I know you don't. I know you don't believe it. I know you don't. Yeah, you know. I know you don't. Like, I, I give an example. Like, uh, John Stewart did a show about trans trans ideology, right? Yeah. Now, John Stewart got kind of retroactively canceled for making jokes that wouldn't fly today about trans people. Mm -hmm. So he came and he was clearly trying to pander to the trans crowd to kind of show that like, he got it, and he was going so. I know I probably brought this up before on the show, but it's relevant. So I'm bringing up the story again. But I would have respected him more if he just said, look, I don't get it. I'm not from that generation, but you guys are the voters of the future. This is a democracy. You know, we have to make concessions. And if this is what people want, they have the right to want it. And as long as it's not hurting anybody, I respect it, you know, and, you know, it's not my job to like everything or understand everything that you like. But as long as it's not hurting anybody and it's bringing you benefit, then I respect it, you know, and um, I support your right to get it. And I think there would have been a grown-up conversation. Like, I feel like that's what some elders would be. They'd be like, I don't understand hip-hop, but it's your generation. You guys do what you want. You know, like, the boomers would shit on hip-hop, most of them. And yeah. at best, they would, you know, be like, we don't get it, but do you? You know, that was the best you got from them. And, that's, and you were happy with that. You're like, fine, just let me do what I want to do. And, and right. I'll take it, you know? But now it's like people want it so hard to show that they get it, you know? Like, oh, he got Michael Eric Dyson talking about... He, um, he be rapping and shit. Yeah, he be rapping. And Michael Eric Dyson's like, Beyonce is better than Michael Jackson? Stop it. You don't believe Beyonce's better than Michael Jackson. There's no. no way you're a boomer and you believe... You're pandering. Yeah, you're pandering. Stop it. You could say, look, Beyonce, obviously as good as Michael Jackson, but my parents didn't think Michael Jackson was as good as so-and-so, so whatever. 
do your thing. Congratulations, Beyonce. You don't have to do a whole book. He's writing books, making the case. He's saying like, you know, this is the pandering. Just stop it. You don't believe it. And, and, and going back to John Stewart, John Stewart has all these trans experts on and he was just there credulously just taking everything they said. Like, you know, they, they could have said anything. He's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Wow. I, I didn't know. Oh, and I was like, come on, dude. Like, you can show support, but not be so overboard with pretending that you're going to swallow every single stance that right. someone from Tumblr has. I refuse to believe you. you uh, and I, But I wanted somebody to take it to really far Tumblr level just to see if you still rock with it. Like, I want someone to say, uh, if, if you are straight and the only reason you don't sleep with a trans person is because they have a penis, then you're a bigot. And I want someone to go that far because I want to see really cross that line. But no one went went that far. But I really think he would have been like, well, okay, you know, yeah, I, I'm with it. You know, like it was just, um, but I just feel like that happens like like a lot now where people just have to pretend that they're into something that they're not into because God forbid you get caught. It's, it's kind of weird. Everybody wants to have a hot take, but the hot take is secretly a new conformity. Right. You know, it's a, it's a fake individuality. It's not a real take. Yeah. If you do anything that's actually truly individualistic, it's, it's actually not, not going to fly. Right. That's exactly how things work. If you want, if you have a take that makes sense, you're going to be standing alone. What you got to do is, and that, and that goes for even the, the takes that make sense. You know what I'm saying? You, nobody's going to, nobody, uh, I remember it was something John Henry Clark said. He said, I don't believe anybody should agree with everything anyone says. Of course. You know what I'm saying? And that even goes for positive takes. It's like, okay, that makes sense, but can we hash this out of, okay, think about all the different things that can happen with this, whatever it is that the person is saying. Um, but in these days, like, you got to jump on one side or the other. You either got to jump on the bandwagon of hate or you got to jump on the bandwagon of love. There is no, there is no um, middle ground. Uh, I saw a New York Times, I think it was a New York Times, or it was a Washington Post. It was something about Travis Kelsey betraying Black women. Yeah. <laughs> and like he owes them something and it was basically about like the Twitter debate. It was in the New York Times? It wasn't something that was way more highbrow than should have had it. It wasn't like even BuzzFeed. It was like something that uh, it might have been Washington Post. Let me see, let me see oh my find it. god, that's unbelievable that they would actually put that in the newspaper. But that's what I'm saying about the tail wagging the dog. Like, like that's something that one of your millennial um, people or your Gen Z interns brought. And that's something that somebody should have been like, listen, Go take a go take a shower. Go yeah, go 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 to, go to Central Park and have a walk. Yeah, a yeah, walk. yeah, yeah. Just just, just clear your. I, I don't know why you brought that to me. You know, um, do you ever do this again? We're gonna fire you. <laughs> yeah, you ever bring and, this shit to the editor? You're getting fired. Yeah, and and, and it's like, uh, how how does that even make sense? This is the place that broke Watergate. Like, like right, right, right. You you know, and, it, and it's talking about like did he betray uh, black women? I'm like, this is just fucking bizarre. Like, why are you talking about this? All right, y'all. So that is the end of part one. Go to again patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks or click the link in the show notes to get part two. Be good. <laughs>